If you're a mom, you're a superhero. That's right. Own it. We possess a unique superpower of intuition, a sixth sense for what our kids are up to, how they feel, what they want, and when they want it. Yep, it's amazing. I call this mom sense. Oftentimes, we are Googling for answers, joining Facebook groups, or relegating to taking unsolicited advice from our friends when all we have to do is listen to that voice inside us. No, not the one that's telling you you're fat. The other voice, the one that seems to know everything when it comes to your kids and leaves you feeling confident, empowered, purposeful, and all things hashtag mom goals. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm a mother of twin toddlers and a baby, double the fun plus one. And I can honestly say that now that I'm a mom, I feel like my life is just getting started. On my podcast, I interview industry experts and real-life mamas on their MomSense experiences, tackling topics like how to teach kids to meditate, what it takes to have the marriage you've always dreamed of, and how to master your car makeup routine. Grab your latte that's probably ice cold by now and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. When you think of the words mom and fashion, it sounds like an oxymoron, right? That's because moms stereotypically, you know, dress frumpy and let themselves go and look disheveled all the time. And that's because we sacrifice everything for our kids. But it doesn't have to be this way. We deserve to look good and feel good. And we have to take care of ourselves and our styling so that we're confident. And that way we can be better moms, better at work, better individuals, and better in every facet of our life. Today's episode is about fashion and personal styling for moms. There's two quotes that I'd like to share with you guys. One is by Mucha Prada. What you wear is how you present yourself to the world, especially today when human contacts are so quick. Fashion is instant language. And another one by Vivian Westwood. Buy less, choose well. Today I'm joined by my personal stylist. Her name is Katie Cable, and she's the founder of Cable Styles. She spent over 20 years working in retail, clothing, and fashion. She started locally in a small boutique where she worked closely with the owner who expected nothing less than 100% commitment to meeting the needs of the customer. Her job helped shape her strong work ethic, understanding the importance of client relationships and eye for detail. She worked her way up from managing a small New Jersey boutique to managing high-end flagship stores in the meatpacking district in Manhattan. She has had the privilege to assist shop for and style actors, comedians, accountants, lawyers, teachers, and tourists from all over the world. After over two decades of working in retail, Katie left work to start a family. She always enjoyed working and knew she wanted to return to work when the time was right. She was eager to get back to doing what she loves, cultivating meaningful relationships, making women and men feel confident and empowered, and flexing her creative energy. Working as a personal stylist allows her to fulfill her desire to be productive and creative while she's still attending to the needs of her family. Being a personal stylist is so much more than dressing an individual. It's about a relationship of trust, gratitude, and commitment. Giving someone the confidence to walk into an interview, go on a first date, tackle a new life adventure, or simply putting a smile on their face. That's why she doesn't just label herself as a personal shopper or stylist. She is an image consultant. Katie, thank you so much for being on That's Total Mom Sense. 
Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Okay. So tell us about your experience in fashion a little more. Okay. Well, to be honest, I never set out to have a career in fashion. I never had a formal education. I never went to school for fashion merchandising, visuals, designing. Now there's personal styling school and education for that. And while I was young, I was probably like most typical teenage girls. I loved to shop. I loved keeping up with the trends. And um, that's where my first job landed me, probably mm -hmm. late high school. And in college, I always was working in retail fashion. And then after college, I was a starving artist for my whole early adult life. Mm -hmm. And you were a DJ, right? <laughs> uh, I was, I was a DJ. I was a, a dancer first. Okay. okay. Awesome. Dancer first. And I was a dance teacher. Um, but I, I was a DJ and I was, it was feast or famine for me. So mm. I, I was traveling all over the country and then I'd have nothing for two months. Right. So I was always working in fashion retail to make ends meet. And, um, at the time, my boyfriend, who is now my husband, he said to me, you know what, you're, you're really not a night person. You know, you really love your jo day job. You talk about this all the time. You know, why don't you seriously consider about just doing this full time? Mm. And uh, I really loved the, the relationships that I made. And I really felt like I had a knack for understanding the needs of an individual person mm -hmm. as opposed to me just shoving on something. your own personal style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really it easy to be like, this is great. You should try this because I love it. It looks great on me. But I really right. felt like I could get in touch with the needs of that individual person. Mm. And it was so rewarding to be able to get in touch with someone's personal needs and then have them leave feeling more confident, more sure of themselves. And I, yeah, I just, I really got really involved in the whole process of fashion retail. And that's how I slowly ended up here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so cool. Now tell us about mom life because you became an image consultant after you became a mom. So just get, walk us through that whole process. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, mom life in general for me, I have to say um, it's obviously the hardest thing that I've ever gone through. And everybody tells you it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. And they try to warn you, but you really don't understand how hard it is until you're living it. Yeah. And you have two kids, two kids, yeah. a six and a four year old. Mm -hmm. So I'm still in the trenches, mm -hmm. although we're slowly, I mean, I'm really starting to feel like starting to feel more like myself and it yeah. takes a long time. Wow. It takes a long time to get there. But my son now he's in six. So he's in full day school and mm -hmm. my daughter's going to be in pre-K and really just starting to carve out a few hours for myself. And that's right. when my business as a personal stylist really started to blossom. Mm -hmm. After leaving work, I knew that I always wanted to return to work. And you mentioned that in my bio. Mm -hmm. um, and, but during that time, I always stayed in touch with fashion. I was always following the trends and always doing online non-shopping, I call it. <laughs> you know, how many times do you just like want to browse the internet and right. put things in your in your cart and you don't buy them? Yes, you know, exactly. Like, kind of like that pretend shopping thing. Um, and, um, and I was always helping my girlfriends. You know, they were like, oh, you know, I have to go out to this event, help me. And I'd meet them at the mall. I'd say, oh, I'm taking a trip to the mall. Do you want to meet me there and I'll help you shop? Yeah. And so I was always staying very involved with the process of shopping and styling. 
And then about uh, a year and a half, two years ago, my girlfriend had told me that she had hired a personal stylist. She said, I think you'd be so much better at that because just from us shopping together, you were so much more helpful for me mm. than she was. You right. know, she kind of gave me a, a whole bunch of ideas, but nothing I felt like really worked for me and my lifestyle. And then I had also had several girlfriends who had done Trunk Club and Stitch Fix, right. and they had not had much luck with that. They yeah. felt like their stylist didn't really understand their needs. A couple of my girlfriends like, you You really should just start doing this as a profession. I, I, I'm going to start paying you. Yeah. You know, you have. So <laughs> that, that good. Yeah, yeah. that's where it kind of blossomed. And then I started to think, yeah, you know what, this would really be perfect for my life where I am right now. I can start working again. I can do it when I can mm -hmm. um, and slowly organically grow from there. Right. And so that's how the whole Cable Styles came about. Yeah. And, yeah, and the business, uh, really the last six months, it's really started to take off since I've had more time to focus with my daughter finally entering preschool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a juggling act for, for sure. Right. So now having a personal stylist is something that's not reserved for just celebrities anymore, right? Definitely not. If you think about it, we hire professionals and employ them to help all aspects of our life. Mm -hmm. You bring a designer in to help you design your kitchen or right. add the finishing touches to your home. You have a landscape designer maybe to help the front of your home mm -hmm. and you go to the salon and someone styles your hair for you. So it right. only makes sense for someone to come in and help you style your presentation and you think about how many people come into your home you know a small percentage of people come into your home but how many people see your presentation to the world and i think it's really important that we're presenting ourselves to the world the way we want people to know who we are yes. right okay so what is it like working with moms okay so that's a bit of a loaded question. <laughs> um, let's face it. Moms have a lot on their plates. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are pulled in every direction. And, um, and because of that, we are very emotional. Right. And uh, especially new moms mm -hmm. because uh, our bodies have gone through so much in such a short period of time. Right. So when I am working with uh, new moms and moms in general, a lot of us have a hard time identifying with the body that we now have post-pregnancy mm -hmm. because it's gone through such a big change in such a short amount of time. Women have a very emotional attachment to their clothes. Right. Okay, It's a very mm -hmm. emotional experience. Um, so sometimes it can be very challenging because we have issues with our body that we have to overcome when we're buying new clothes after having a baby. But having said that, it is very, very rewarding and it's so satisfying to give women some to give women some control back in their life and to give them the confidence that they feel good in their clothes again and that they have control of that part of their lives because being a mom you feel like you're out of control all the time. Yes. And having going into your closet and feeling like you have control over your wardrobe and feeling really confident about the choices that you make is so rewarding. Yes. So it, it, it can be very challenging, but at the same time, it's such a feel-good job and mm -hmm. it's very rewarding. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can speak from my own personal experience because we've worked together and I feel like the transformation that you made me feel um, was just incredible. <laughs> I, you know, after I had my twins and then just 18 months later, my third, um, I'm still struggling to lose the baby weight, you know, and like... I should realistically, like I can give myself three years because that's how long to how long it took to like 
create all those people, <laughs> you know? And I feel um, I, I didn't allow myself um, to like that, to splurge and to um, treat myself, you know? I was just kind of like, I don't want to be this weight. I don't want to buy like large tights, everything. And so to hell with it, like I'll still, I'll stay in my maternity clothes. And you know, when I lose the weight, then I'll like go shopping. And one thing I really liked was that you're so skilled at curating because I think a lot of us have a lot of clothes that are just taking up space um, in our wardrobe that we don't need anymore. And it's like, if you just take out that clutter, it's almost like when you have clutter in your mind, when you take that away, it's so freeing, you know, and you help me do that. Um, so actually, can you speak to how you actually work and, and the process of going in and helping someone really curate their wardrobe and then their entire look? The, the way that the, the whole personal styling thing works is I always like to start with a a really nice getting to know you conversation. Mm -hmm. It's really important that not only do I get to know my client, but that they get to know me too. Right. So that there is a relationship that's built of trust and, and a comfort level because mm -hmm. you're, you're going into someone's personal intimate space. So <laughs> yeah, um, you're in the fitting room with them. Right. You yeah, know, you're true, in their closet. True. So um, it's really important that I'm not just firing questions about their life at them. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a conversation that we have. And the whole process is a conversation. It's, I, I want to know about her family life, her mm -hmm. daily routine. Mm -hmm. I want to know about her professional life, where she wants to be in five years. Ooh. Is there any important events that are coming up? Mm -hmm. um, and all those things will start to shape uh, her needs. And uh, I talk about two things. Fit and function. Ooh. Okay, so if it's not fitting and it's not functioning for you, then it's probably not making you feel very fabulous. Right. And it should not be in your wardrobe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yes, it's Don't necessary. Feel about yeah, it. yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that I think is so key when it comes to fashion is having tailored pieces um, when it's fit for you. So, like, how do we actually achieve that? Okay. So it's really important to understand that none of us are, well, I mean, there's obviously a few out there, mm -hmm. but most of us are not fit models. Right. Okay. So that garment was made off the rack for a fit model who has perfect measurements from her shoulders down to her knees. Mm -hmm. Okay. And 99% of us are not that. Right. So it makes sense that we have to make some minor tailoring mm -hmm. adjustments to make the clothes fit for our body. Right. Um, it might be having to tuck a little bit here. I'm, of course, hemming is really common. Taking it a little bit through the back to accentuate a smaller waistline. Denim is huge. I mean, so many women complain about denim not fitting their waist mm. because they have larger hips and a derriere. I mean, that's really common to have to tuck in the waist a little bit. But understand that if something's not fitting you perfectly, there's not something wrong with your body. That was just made to fit the masses. Yes. Okay. So when you buy something off the rack, it's really, they need to try to get that size medium to fit as many different mediums as possible. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, if you want your clothes to fit you well, go ahead and spend the extra $20 at the tailor because yes. then you will, you're going to feel great in your clothes. 
So during the phase when a mom is ready to go back to work, how do you equip her to dress for success? Okay, so I do think it's really important to dress for the body that we have, not that the one that we had before pregnancy, mm -hmm. <laughs> and not that the one that we wanna aim for a year or two from now. If you're trying to get into clothes that are not fitting you properly, I just think clothes that aren't fitting too tight, they're unprofessional looking, right. it's inappropriate in the workplace, and you're not going to feel confident. You're always going to be like, yeah, adjusting, yourself. adjusting and fixing. And you're just, you're not going to be comfortable in your clothes. And if you're not comfortable in your clothes, you're not going to be confident. Yeah. So I say invest in a few pieces. I'm not saying go out and get a whole new wardrobe, but a couple of pairs of pants, you know, if your job, you know, requires it, a blazer and a couple of silk blouses, mm -hmm. the pants you can tailor down as you, as you lose the weight. But if you get a few key pieces that fit you well, you're going to be so much more confident when returning back to work. Yes. You're already putting yourself in a really anxiety-inducing situation. You know, your life has been turned upside down, and now you're trying to get back into your old life and, and your work mode. And you want to, I want to give you the tools to be as prepared and, and confident as possible. Yes. So I think it's really important to buy a few key pieces that fit you, fit you well. Okay. And what are some of the key pieces that a woman should have in her closet? Okay. So this is kind of hard to narrow yeah, down I know, because I, know. I do think there are quite a few, but going back to that, um, I think every woman needs a good pair of skinny length ankle jeans. Okay. And I say ankle because they give you the most versatility. You can put on any shoe with an ankle length pant. Oh, yes. I hardly ever buy a full length pant anymore because I am petite. But even aside from that, if I was 5'8", I... Still, you have to hem, if you're doing a full-length pant, you have to hem it to the shoe heel right. that you're wearing. Right. So an ankle-length pant, you can do a heel, you can do a flat, you can do a sneaker. It gives you that versatility. So true. And then definitely a white shirt, whether it's like a white linen shirt, a white uh, blouse. Um, but I do say cotton most of the time for new moms. Mm -hmm. Things that you can throw in the washing machine are a necessity. Right. Okay. I. It's only in like the last six months that I dare to start putting on my silk tops again. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that will happen, ladies. Yes, you will get yeah, there. there. Yeah, yeah there's a case there. for that. Yeah. Um, and a blazer. I do think a blazer is not just for the working woman. I really love blazers for layering. I think they look great with jeans. You can dress them up. You can dress them down. I do love a blazer. Mm -hmm. um, and a good sneaker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sneakers now, as we all know, sneakers aren't just for working out. Uh, you can see here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my sneakers on. Uh -huh. um, I think sneakers instantly give you that like casual edge. You know, if you're, if you're, whether you're a stay at home or a working mom, right. you're going to be around running on your feet and a good funky sneakers. Are there any scenarios you can share of moms you've helped? Like some of the, the pushback you've gotten and how you've kind of opened up their thinking into something else. Okay. So it, that's actually a really good question because mm -hmm. I was just in a woman's closet yesterday and she was really, well, was great. She was really proactive and giving me feedback even before I met her about her style and her interests. And she had sent me her Pinterest board and I was like, oh, this is great. And mm -hmm. on her Pinterest board was really about 90% of the same look. And it was lots of layering pieces. So like lots of like camis and fitted tees with lots of drapey layering pieces. I was like, okay, I get it. And then we, I get to her house and she starts talking. I love, I love drapey stuff. I love layering and this and that. And as we started to go through her closet, she was taking piece out of piece that was like layering and she'd put it on and then she'd say to me, 
oh, you know, I don't, I don't really like this. I don't, I don't really know why I wear this. Okay, all right, so this one's not great. And then she pulls out another kind of oversized drapey piece. And again, she was like, well, I kind of just wear it like this. And, you know, I, I could tell just by the way she was talking, they were not making her feel good. Right. And then we kind of, you know, got, got down to it. The reason why she had hired me is because she's heavier now than she had been. She's heavier now than she had been for most of her life. Mm -hmm. And she got to the point where she's like, okay, you know what? I have to stop saying when I lose the weight, when I lose the weight and start treating myself now and getting clothes that fit me now. And we got down to the root of why she was buying all these drapey layering pieces is because she felt like it was the only thing that fit her mm. and she was trying to cover up. And the reality is, is while she may be heavier now than she was two years ago, she actually has a really great body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's really proportionate. She has a beautiful waistline and really feminine shape. So I was like, you know what? Forget this. We're throwing that Pinterest board out the window. We're yes. not, um, we're not buying you drapey things to cover up. We're going to start now bringing in more tailored. And once you find pieces that are fitting your shoulders appropriately, not pulling across the bust, you know, not pinching in the waist, you can still be wearing beautiful structured pieces. They're just in the right size. Right. And you're going to see a shape and you're going to identify with this shape, like the one that you had two years ago. Yeah. Um, and stop covering up. Yes. And we, and she's like, you know what? You're right. We kind of like got to the bottom of it. Oh, wow. And it's, uh, yeah. And this, this is what I talk about, like finding those, those moments with women. You know, we, we are so emotional about our bodies and mm -hmm. we have a relationship with clothes and I want to turn that relationship around and I want it to be a healthy relationship mm -hmm. with our clothes and making the most of our figures that we have. Yeah. And have fun. And have fun. fun again. Yeah, it's fun again. Yeah, it's fun. Clothes should be fun. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> what are some of your favorite brands and designers? Um, well, some of my favorite brands and designers, they're not always the ones that I'm buying because yeah. these are the ones that I aspire uh, yeah. to buy. You know, uh -huh. price point. We have to always shop within our budget. Mm -hmm. But right now, I really love Ula Johnson and I love Isabel Moran. Mm -hmm. Um and, um, but when I'm shopping for myself, um, I really, I, I do a lot of shopping at Madewell. I love their price point. I think their quality. I find myself shopping to J. Crew a lot too. Uh -huh. I feel like for the longest time, J. Crew was just like way too preppy for me, definitely. Right. But I feel like they've really opened up their catalog, um, of what they're offering. So I do a lot of J. Crew and, um, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom because when you go into a department store there is a really wide range yes. of price points and you can find something for everyone when you're shopping at a department store. Tell us about a mom sense moment you've had. Okay so I feel like as a parent there's always a fine line about how much we push our children and because we don't want to traumatize them into pushing them doing something they don't want to do but we also don't want them to miss out on an opportunity of something that they could really enjoy. Right. So for my son's sixth birthday, we took him to Disney World. We had been telling him since he was five that that's what we do when he was six. And being a firstborn, he is very sensitive and very timid. Not adventurous, really. Okay. <laughs> and we went to get on our first ride, which was the Dumbo ride. It's just a very simple, easy, right. up and down ride, okay? Yeah, like, yeah. I canceled all the roller coasters because right. I knew in my gut, this kid is not going to do a roller coaster. Yeah, they're scary, yeah. Yeah. And 
oh my gosh, this poor kid thing. He was crying hysterically Aww. because he didn't know what to expect. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're traumatizing. This kid is like going to be traumatized from this experience. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of laughing the whole time and my husband was getting upset with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm like, no, he has to do this. Yes. I'm like, he needs to get over this fear. Right. You know, he, he has, we literally just dragged him on the Denver ride. Okay. He was like kicking and screaming. The tears were oh, coming down his things. face. Just, I yeah. Know. Oh my gosh. I know, the anxiety. He, I'm like, well, he has to get over it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then, thankfully, you know, halfway through, he was laughing and pointing <laughs> and smiling. And I think we ended up doing Dumbo three times. Yeah, perfect. Um, but it just really goes to show you that, like, it, there's always a fine line about, you know, how much you push your children into doing something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, this experience, we just knew he had to. We were in mm. Disney World for yeah, four days. exactly. <laughs> and we didn't want him not experiencing everything that it had to offer. Yeah. And I was, that was that mom sense that we're just like, no, this is something I will make you do. Right, exactly. <laughs> and this is a very expensive vacation yeah, anyway. <laughs> we are making the most of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget our quote of the day. Great. Is there a quote that you live by? I do. And it's a quote that probably everybody says. Um, and I think it's a really common quote mm-hmm. that everything happens for a reason. Yes. Um, but I really do think it's true. And I think about all the little things that have led me to where I am in my life now. And I try to backtrack and think about what was that one decision that led me to that one, that led me to that one, that led me to this one. And I I just do. Everything does happen for a reason. It takes us a while to figure out why it happened, Mm -hmm. but we will eventually get there. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's almost like, you know, the, the quote that Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect them going back. And so when you look back, you're like, ah, it's all piecing together. Exactly. Yep. It was meant to happen. It's now time for mom hall. When we share products, we love. So now on to the fun shopping section of the show, <laughs> Mom Hall. What is a product that you are loving right now? Okay, it's a really simple little product, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm really into organizing and just organizing closets. And we don't have much of a pantry. We've kind of just got like one big cupboard that works as my whole pantry. So I have gotten a bunch of things in there that help me organize my little pantry, and it's a the Divided Lazy Susan by M Design. Mm-hmm. And it all is, it's just like a portable Lazy Susan with little sections. And it's perfect for like your apple pouches, granola bars, fruit snacks. And what's great is it's a great little chore to give my four-year-old. So I come home from the grocery store, I take out the Lazy Susan, uh-huh. and I give her the six boxes of snacks and granola bars and whatever. She opens them all up, and then she loves putting them all in there. Oh, that's so I cute. I mean, because she needs to be constantly doing something. Yeah. So it's a great it's a great 10 or 15 minutes where I can be, like, doing the dishes or something right. and keep her there, and she's entertained, and she feels like she's, she's having mom, mom out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love it. Um, my mom home product is the Madewell Jeans that you introduced me to. I mean, they are so, so comfortable. And, you know, I just, I feel like everyone has a favorite jean. And I think if you haven't bought um, a pair from Madewell yet, try them. Um, And then there's a nice program that you um, introduced me to that if you bring an old pair of jeans, they give you like a discount. Uh, $20. 20 bucks off. 20 bucks off. And they have a great program where that denim goes to 
housing insulation for low income housing. Wow. So it's a really cool program. Uh, J. Crew also started to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, so one thing talking about jeans is every woman needs to have that high rise denim now. Yes. And so they have high rises up the wazoo. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and the ankle end, like you and mentioned. And the ankle end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I know. Case in point. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show, Katie. Thank you. You were a delight. Fashion is fun again. It is. Yay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Fashion as we know it has evolved over time. And know that even though you're a mom, you can still keep up with trends and dress for your new curves. Katie Cable helped me update my wardrobe and has even changed my mind on the pieces I gravitate toward when I shop on my own. I am a New Yorker to the core and have way too much black, (laughs) but not anymore. I can't thank her enough for making me look and feel like a whole new me. Katie did a wardrobe audit with me and we put this video up on YouTube on my channel. Just search Kanika Chada Gupta on YouTube. And read more of my blogs on thatstotalmomsense.com. If you are enjoying the show, please share your reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. I am so, so thankful for your feedback and want to keep creating shows that you love. Write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. And remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you soon. Total mom sense.